What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. Did you know that most vitamin D3 supplements come from sheep's wool? I'm Kat, founder of Ritual. We're making traceability the new standard for the supplement industry. When I was pregnant, I couldn't find a multivitamin I could trust, so I created my own. Ours is made traceable, third-party tested, and clean label project certified. Oh, and our vitamin D3? It comes from sustainably harvested lichen from England, not sheep. Trace for yourself with 25% off at ritual.com slash podcast. Middle cough! Hey, behave! Well, we're coming off uh, Wednesday, John, one of the most emotional days in NBA history between the draft and Clay Thompson's injury. Uh, I, was, I was drained at the end of draft night, so I've been uh, just trying to rejuvenate my body. Did you make it to the second round? No. Not Did even you close. make it to the mid-20s? Uh, no. I mean, I kept following on my phone, but I was not watching by then anymore. Yeah. I, I'd say about past pick 13-14, it gets really boring. And that's when you know the players, let alone this draft where I didn't know any of the players. <laughs> well, I just, there were like 10 pack 12 guys, you know, so I was zeroed in on them, got drafted. So I was following yeah. just kind of for the, where they ended up going. Felt like a lot of those guys went in the second round, right? Decent amount of pack 12 well, yeah, guys. Four, yeah, four did. Six went in the Peyton first Pr- round, though. Oregon Pritchard went, the first, went round. the first round. Yeah. So. Peyton Pritchard went ahead of guys that everyone thought were going to be lottery picks last year when the season started but who's better Peyton Pritchard or the redhead guy from Arizona that the Warriors took well I mean that's last year when the season started this time last year people thought Nico Manuel was going to be a top five pick and no one was talking about Peyton Pritchard like an NBA player if they showed up to a gym if they showed up to a gym one ball the two of them played one-on-one to 11 I said hey man you got to put a thousand dollars on one of the two guys who would you pick I would take Peyton Pritchard yeah Right I was now. texting with I was texting with Gottlieb. Gottlieb loves him. Yeah, we so got. You I called did, that game. Didn't you? I did his last game at Oregon with Gottlieb and got and was I asked Gottlieb that a senior during night? the game. Yeah, and he went off and I said, "What you, is this guy a pro?" He's like, "Oh, is he a pro?" Yeah, Gottlieb loves him. How tall is he? I mean, I don't know six. What and basketball Smaller. guys are weird. Like he if, yeah. in my head, he's six foot, but he's probably six three. Yeah. Uh, fits fits in New England, Boston area. Listed at six one, yeah, be strong winner, former walk on. No, big oh, time recruit guy. had recruit oh. had committed to Oklahoma out of he's from Eugene or just north from Portland. His dad gotcha. played at Oklahoma. Um, he committed at Oklahoma, but yeah, I mean, remember he played like on their Final Four team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
started on their final I, four I don't team. remember that. Sorry. <laughs> started on their final four team as a true freshman. Oh, the team with like Jordan Bell and those guys. Exactly. Yep. Gotcha, gotcha. This podcast is brought to you by ease.com. Promo code HAM or promo code HAM10 if you're a returning user. E-A-Z-E dot com. And if you were on some edibles on that Final Four run, you would have thought Jordan Bell was going to be like uh, Kevin Garnett. <laughs> and he just turned out not to be. Uh, but he was awesome in that Final Four run. I remember betting on uh, on Oregon. Ease.com, promo code HAM, edibles, pre-rolls, vapes, topicals, you name it, they got it. Check out the website, number one cannabis delivery in the state of California, Northern California, Southern California, Central Valley, Central Coast. They got you covered. The 916, North, you know, it's... It's own little area, 916, Sacramento. We got you covered as well. Promo code HAM, first-time users, a little $20 off, $50 purchase or more. For our returning users, we got a little HAM 10. We call that a 10% discount. You pay you know, $100, save yourself 10 bucks. Do it right now. Ease.com, promo code HAM. Very easy. HAM 10. Got, just got to be, or HAM 10, got to be 21 or over. You get verified online in minutes. Then you just start shopping. Then you start buying. Then it gets delivered to you. We appreciate the support. Tell your friends. Tell the tell your enemies. Tell your neighbors. Uh, everyone loves it. It's been a runaway winner. Promo code HAM and promo code HAM10 if you're a returning user. Because isn't an enemy of my enemy is actually my friend? That's right. My enemy's yeah. enemy is my friend. So if you know any of your enemy's enemies, tell them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And when you go Do approach that. them, you want to smell good, feel good, be cleaned up, have your have your your man game at 100 you want to be on fleet? Everyone says on fleet. I've been saying on fleet. Hawthornebaby.co. Hawthorne.co. Promo code HAM. Somebody just, as we're recording this, John, tweeted at us. Thank you, Fade to Perfect, with a, must be a Niner fan, Kittle uh, picture in his uh, avatar on Twitter. He just tweeted at us. He got the Hawthorne. Your best self awaits at Hawthorne.co. Think how good he's going to be smelling when he sees, well, we don't know. I mean, this different type turkey day. Uh, maybe he won't see all his family, but if his girlfriend, his mom, whoever smells like a God, little Billy or Jimmy or, you know, you smell good because he went to Hawthorne.co. He took the quiz. It gets what you, you know, what your body type is, not your actual body type, but like you have oily skin. Do you have non-oily skin? What kind of yep. face wash do you use? What kind of hair do you have? Uh, check it out right now. Hawthorne.co, do it. We have it. I have it. Guy has it. You got, we got the cologne, mm. you body wash, face wash. God, do it so right good. now. Come on. Uh, it's a premium tailored personal care brand. Makes it easy for you to feel and smell your best. I get in the shower, John. I, let, let me think of the order here. I go body wash. Then I go, no, no, no. I go shampoo. Then I go uh, conditioner. Then while the conditioner's in, I go body wash. Then I get out. I go some of the Hawthorne cream on the elbows. I go the Hawthorne face cream on the face. Then, even though I'm in the home, the Hawthorne uh, cologne that I got. I got two bottles. Smells so good. I've been wearing it around the house for a week and a half just because it just feels good to put on some cologne, even if you got nowhere to go. Uh, So get after it. And if you don't like the products, they retail them based on your feedback. You are going to like them. You're going to, everything smells fantastic. One of those uh, eight crazy nights. They're not far away, are they? No, I got to check the calendar on that. Good call. Yeah, so, I mean, you just put some of that on for the yeah, at least six or seven of the crazy nights, so you're smelling good. I'd imagine it's hard <laughs> to peek on all those nights, right? Uh, there's some nights. It's hard, yeah. You get, just, usually yeah. in the Haberman house, you get some good gifts day one, and then it, it's yeah. underwear from there. Yeah. Hawthorne, H-A-W-T-H-O-R-N-E.co, promo code HAM. 
it's like a golfing round. You know, you can't focus on every shot. But if as long as you hit a couple good shots, you feel decent about your round. But you can't expect to have full focus on every shot. That's probably the eight crazy nights. Yeah, I would say, but if you like make the cut based on your play Thursday and then you just cruise control to your money finish on, on Sunday. Yeah. That's been traditional. When you were growing up and the family was all under one uh one roof, special dinners all of those nights. Yeah, light light the light the candle, have a good dinner. Uh, but the big gifts were usually night one. Yeah. That, that was your that was your foosball table. And then it was Ooh. off a cliff to socks night two. I you know, I I had a a roommate and a friend in college. I think you put. We, he grew up in Davis, but he went to private schools in Sac. Jesse Dundon, smart one of the smartest guys I know, built the foosball table guy yeah. from scratch, and the foosball table was incredible. Did I he mean, it build was impeccable. The figurines, like what? No, is, I mean, you he ordered like little, the stick and the figurines, but everything else, everything else, and maybe no, I think he even did the surface, you know, because it's a little. It, it was. It was incredible. You now know, he was like an architectural uh, engineer at Cal Poly. You know, Cal Poly is kind of a one of those overrated schools. It's like it's really smart kids. Yeah, for like two majors, and then there's like the other seven majors where all the dumb kids are in. He was in one of the ones that like his grades were good enough to go to Stanford, Cal, or whatever, and it's like an engineering degree. And he could build a foosball table from scratch, and he was really good. You know, like he could hold the ball on the on the guy, kind of like a like oh Messi. yeah, yeah. Uh, it was uh, you couldn't beat him. You didn't know where he was going to shoot. A lot of foosball played at Cal Poly with the kids that didn't have to go to class. He somehow was smart enough to like not even do that much homework and still get straight A's and play a lot of just football. elite level. Just yeah, just, just the one percent. I, I lived with him my second year. I just copied his habits. I'm like, he never studies, and he goes. And I almost failed out. It doesn't work for everybody. No. Yeah. Um. You know how a lot of you like, have you seen how on Instagram what's become popular after so many years of women doing only poses that make them look like they have no cellulite and they have a six pack is now some women are like, no, look, real body. Like, I'm not yeah. ashamed of. Right. Uh, and some people are addicted to like that. I don't know how this relates to this, but I do have a sneaky predilection on Instagram for woodworking. I, I, I do a lot of like, oh, man, like this guy made this. I, I look at a lot of woodwork Instagram accounts. Just yeah. like guys that like make sweet like tables. Like look at that table. Yeah. I don't do I don't do a lick of it, John. I've never woodworked anything. No. Well, my brother, who just moved into a house, it's a pretty big fixer upper. He I went over there for dinner like a couple weeks ago or last week. He had all these new appliances, like new sinks. And I, I still have the same sinks at the place I moved in for like four and a half years ago. I'm like, you know, I need to get some new sinks because sometimes you can just be like a not that I ever go to Home Depot, but see, you can buy like new sweet sinks or even like nice shower heads mm. for relatively cheap. The hard part is insulation. I'm like, who'd you have installed? He's like, oh, I did it. I'm like, well, how'd you do it? He's like, oh, I just figured it out. You just, I'm like, I, I'm not, it would be such a waste of my time to even attempt to do that. I would be either soaked in water. The thing would never fit. I'm going to have to pay someone to do it. But ultimately my point is when you are able to be a woodworker or just be like, oh, the, the sink's broke. I got it, honey. You do save yourself a lot of money. I got it, it. It's a waste of my time to even pretend like, no, honey, I got it. Like I, 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 those, I can't utter those words, right? It's just, it's not even, I'm just lying to everybody slash. I don't even, I, I won't lie to myself. It's not possible. Yep. I, I, not us. I'm envious of those guys. Like, it's like, oh, uh, same. oh, uh, something's down, whatever. Right. It's like, uh, the, uh, washroom dryer completely broken. No big deal. Let me grab my tools. I'll have it fixed. 
I think it's it used to happen. I think too, way like, more with cars. Like growing up, I think cars now are just especially probably the last decade of cars. It's not like you just get in there with an Allen wrench and fix shit. No, you just plug but in for a, a long USB period plug. of time. You, you know, you'd see the guy like, oh, let's just pop the hood. You know, that, and just that definitely saves. Yeah, you a that lot. guy. Let that me just open it. Let me see what we got here. Yeah, I have no idea what we got here. No, fuck. Please work. I know. Start hitting things. Uh, God, where do we start? We did a couple of YouTube videos on Wednesday about Clay and about the Wiseman pick. We now have the confirmation, John, that it is an Achilles from Woj, which I wish they just reported that Wednesday. It was like a double whammy that then Thursday we had to deal with it again. One of the most devastating. I mean, given it's one thing to have a season-ending injury. The ACL was devastating. It was in the finals. This one feels more devastating than that one, even though that one cost you the finals, maybe. Because this one feels like people don't... This injury, of we've come a long way with a lot of injuries, but this is one that just... Guys come back. I, I don't even want to think about that he... I, I don't want to say it, but guys come back a shell of themselves from this <clears> injury, right? Yeah, just I also think you got to factor in he's coming off an ACL. So it's basically like ACL Achilles. It's just wham-bam. I think it ha- it happened to Boogie. He went Achilles ACL, but it's those players don't parallel each other in terms of what they do. But still, it it is a to me you got to put the combination in together. Did Navarro Bowman right? go? He went shattered knee Achilles. Yeah, his was his knee. Remember, was much worse than an ACL. It like got snapped off on the bent back in in Seattle. And we thought, like, oh, he's going to come back fine. And then Peter King wrote that thing. It took him two hours to get ready for practice. Like, mm-hmm. oh, my God. Now, I, to me, the scary part of, like, Clay is not that it's going to be like Navarro, but it's just, are his movements ever the same, his lateral quickness? To me, there's a mental Clay Thompson. I remember reading articles last year, and, you know, we've been around him a little bit when he was younger. Like, he loves to play basketball. I'd say one of his greatest attributes from, like, a – if I was a scout, would just be like, this guy is all about basketball. Like his life is very simple. It's just like his family. I think basketball, you could argue, comes first. Like his dog, his family, and just hanging. Like he's well, very, I remember he's a simple. And I was thinking about this yesterday when I was in Pullman for the day they retired his jersey. That the day before they retired his jersey, he showed up. He went to the men's basketball practice the day before. Then he went to the women's basketball game, sat courtside, was just going nuts. Like was the biggest fan in the building. Right, he's just a bat. He just cannot get enough of it. Cannot get enough. To me, of he's, it. remember the game was Cal playing Washington State, and he drove over after a Warriors game. Do you remember that? Uh, I, a couple years ago. No, vaguely. Yeah, I think, and he was on the Cal sideline by the second half. The game ran a little long. It's just he takes a lot of pride in things he cares a lot about. And to me, clearly, like Washington State seeing that moment when you were calling the game was really cool because it means a lot to him. And clearly, the Warriors mean a lot to him. This is in a vacuum. Just when talking about Clay, it's it really fucking sucks. And he's universally liked for the Warriors. I mean, it's now it's a devastating economic blow, right? It's not. This isn't baseball where you can just whatever you you throw it to the side. It doesn't work that way. And I saw heard Strauss say. He's like, the reality now is it's arguably the worst contract in the league. Because at least it said that about Russell and Chris Paul for a while, but like they're still playing. Like This guy's not able to play now for two years on this new contract. It just, it's, it's a devastating blow to the, to the franchise. And, and Clay's just a 
you know, integral, like part of the, and I was talking to you about this before the show is like the podcast. I guess not really a show. It's just, we'll it's a show forever. What's yeah, different it's, than the other show. Yeah. It's all the same. That like Steph before clay really became a star, I'd say like the last that OKC night. And then moving forward. Cause I think people were like, is he really that good? And then he just kind of established himself. He became the best two guard for like four straight years. They got branded together. Now, Steph is the more iconic player when you're just talking about individuals. But in terms of the Warriors' sale point, it's like <clears throat> they go hand in hand. Like, you could look at, like, Steve Young and Jerry Rice when I was growing up. Obviously, Steve is the more important player just in the sense that he plays quarterback. And we saw, like, when Steve would get hurt, they were fucked until they found Garcia. And anytime you have a quarterback-wide receiver duo, like, the quarterback is more important but eventually, sometimes they just go, they become synonymous with each other. Like Peyton Manning kind of had that with uh, with Marvin Harrison. I think Gronk and Tom had that. And always the quarterback is more important. But you do become kind of synonymous with your sidekick. Right. And he was a sidekick. Like even Jordan and Scotty watching that video, like they are kind of synonymous with each other. Now, Michael is on a completely different level than Steph. But when you say Michael Jordan, doesn't Scotty Pippen come up pretty quickly in the conversation? Depends what the con- if the conversation is greatest player of all time. Even that, yeah, you're right. Even yeah, then, that's it comes right. up. That, might, that might be a bad example. But when you no, say no, when no, you bring I, up I don't Steph- think it. It's not a bad example because even in the conversation about the greatest players of all time, it's like, well, but he had Scott. Like it just comes up to a credit, right? It's like, well, but he had Scotty. Is always somehow part of the conversation. Yeah, I mean, I so yeah, it's they definitely it's go a hand devast- in hand. It's a devastating economic blow. It's a devastating entertainment blow. It's a devastating blow of just those two guys are very that duo guy. The duo is marketable for the league. Well, no question. I, but I think the biggest devastation of the whole thing is this is a guy who was going to have he is just about to enter his prime, like his physical. Maybe he's still maybe he's in the back. He's not about to enter it. He'd already entered it. But he was in the prime of what was just. Here we go. This he's going to have a few more Hall of Fame level seasons in a Hall of Fame career, and now just not knowing what that's going to look like when he comes back is the biggest devastation. Because yeah, they can't win a title and they can't complete. They can't compete with Kawhi's Clippers and LeBron's Lakers without Clay. They can't, right? But they're going to be good enough. Like you don't have to win a championship to sell out to sell out the arena to get your money's worth on a big player's contract, right? You, do, you don't have to win the title, especially when you have titles already behind you. You just have to be kind of in that mix every year where we think maybe you've got a shot. If we enter the playoffs and it's like, if the Warriors don't have to play the Lakers until the finals, maybe, the, right? Like, you just got to get yourself in the mix. And with him and Steph and Draymond, I didn't think they were winning the title this year, but I just knew that they had a shot to be in the mix and to be a part of that. And that's all Joe Lake of it. That's all he needs. Like he wants the championships and the playoff suite sales and all that stuff is worth a lot of money. I'm not saying you like you don't spend all this money to not win the title. That's obviously the goal. But you you get your you you do make your money as long as you're just there and in the mix. And Clay guaranteed him of that when you had all of them together. That's then the second biggest thing. Cause like you said, he's I think he's 22% of their cap. And now there's all this talk like they have to spend more money and go further into the tax just so they can get the just so they can get picks and then they can try and rebuild their roster that way. They're just stuck. Yeah. It's, They're it just sucks. stuck. But 
I don't know, man. I it, it like hung a whole thing over the draft. And then the draft happens. And the draft is like, you know what I thought watching the draft was? I appreciate five minutes between picks. Like, that's all we've ever wanted with the NFL. What's the NFL? Like 15? But if you, the first round? Yeah, 15. Yeah. But 15 is actually better if you're going to spend five minutes just talking about the most tragic thing that's ever happened to a player. I, I it was I, I was physically uncomfortable watching the NBA draft. Physically. Because... And I've struggled with this for a long time, like calling games. The example, I've told you about this before, LaVisca Chenault, whose dad died when he was a kid in like this freak highway accident. His brother on the team, by the way? His brother is now, yeah, his brother is on the Colorado team. Vontae, okay. Levante. I saw, I saw, I was watching Stanford game. I saw him. I'm like, is that his brother? Okay. Yeah, it's his brother. And he's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. But like the word genetics. is that he might actually be a better, like his receiving skills might actually be better than LaVisca's. Number five, right? I don't know. I think. Maybe. Maybe not. Yeah. But um, the story with him, for people who don't know it, it's like they're on a car, like a road trip. His dad, you know, like his, his parent, his dad's tired. He's going to get out. His mom's going to drive. So they're going to switch spots. His dad gets out yeah. on the side of the highway, slips and falls. A, call, a car hits him and kills him. LaVisca hasn't cut his hair since. LaVisca played three years of college football. I called a number of Colorado games. And my thing was always like, is it right that every time we do one of these games, we talk about his hair is long, his hair is long because he honors his father because his dad died in this tragic accident when he was a kid. I always think about like, does his mom want to watch that every time she's watching this game? Like, do we need to hammer that story every single time? I didn't well, think about the people that consistently watch Colorado game are watching every game. Right? I watch. I did USC games multiple times. Do we, is it right that we... Th- I don't know the answer to this. Is it right that we tell the story of Oneka Akangwu's, Oneka Akangwu's brother who died in a freak skateboarding accident when he was a kid, hit his head, right? Onyeka wears his number. He wears a bracelet. He honors him every day. Because it might be that Onyeka says, yes, I want you. I want to honor my... I want every chance you get to talk about my brother. That is such a big part of my story. It has to be done. And LaVisca Chenault might say, yes, I want you to talk about my father every broadcast. But that it was like... Remember, this did happen with the NFL. With T, remember the T Higgins? It was like T Higgins drafted. They go to the screen and it's like twelve touchdowns. Mother mo, mother overcame a hard drug addiction. It was like what? Well, they they were doing it with a lot of guys in the NFL draft on the uh, on the bullet points. But it was like right? yes, but it was yeah. here's the story of his life, which I get it. I think it's super like this is a big picture. We want people to be connected, feel these players, what they've gone through. But it's to the detriment of like some people just want to know: is, is he a good fit with Trey Young? I, I thought I, I think it's absolutely legit. It's a big part of this, these people's stories, and it's up to them. I feel like it should be more up to them than it is up to like the whole production of let's just make three questions about it and make it the whole thing. I don't know. I I, it, I, I don't know. It, it, for me personally, it's a turnoff. Uh, not that every certain individuals have a legitimate story, but they tried specifically hard on that one. His brother that he does, like I get that individual. Well, one. and they did it with Anthony but Edwards. I, I get I, it. I felt but. like I felt like every fucking guy. Not everyone's going through quote unquote adversity, and they tried to hammer that home. When I grew up, the draft, and when I think of the draft, is arguments over did they pick the right player? Now last night. Full disclosure, as someone that watches a lot of sports, I after like four guys, I didn't know any of these players. Any of them. And I think most people, unless you're a die-die-hard basketball guy, 
And even if you're a diehard NBA guy, you probably didn't know that many names last night. That I'd like to hear, like, this is the guy's strengths and weaknesses. When I think of, like, drafts, I think of Mel Kuyper and, like, John Gruden or Mel Kuyper and whoever was up there for years getting into it over, this is not the right pick. Now, we've talked about this. We were texting about this the other day. The NBA draft is a lot different than the NFL draft, just in the simple fact that I, Colin had a take today. Like, he went over the top 15 picks last draft. All of them came from, like, major programs. We had watched all these kids for years. It's not – they don't parallel each other. He went over the top but 15 the, NFL picks? Yeah, it was like Auburn, Alabama, Alabama, LSU, LSU, Clemson, USC, Oregon. Right? It was like we just knew them all. We'd seen them all play. But, like, part of that is – he was kind of talking shit on the NBA draft. Like, you you guys have lost your fastball. We The consumer doesn't know these guys, and you're giving us a story. Like, we do care about – what makes football and basketball and these sports in our lifetime so big is people watching the goddamn games. And it used to be even like 10 years ago in basketball, if a guy was falling someone on the panel, part of being a draft analyst or a scout, a GM, whether you're in the team or like Mel Kuyper is having hard opinions on players. I think, right. You, you have a top 10, 25 guys. I think this guy is better than this guy. Because every pick is a decision that you're taking someone yeah, over somebody else. Exactly. Like when, if we, if we got into a big time discussion right now, looking back on the 2020 NFL draft, it's all about, well, they should have picked this guy. They didn't pick this guy. It's not about anything else. It's all about that. And that's eventually what the NBA draft turns into when we look back. Yet they don't even broach those topics. And again, I, I defend it in the sense of we don't know who those guys are, but they do. Jay Billis does. It's like, give me some, like, hey, I think this guy's got a really good chance. Instead, it was kind of like a blowjob fest for all these guys. And it's, you, you can't, this draft was branded, like the NFL draft was branded as really good. Now, part of it is like, it's branded as really good because the GMs are saying that. I even think the fans would be like, yeah, fuck, I've watched all these guys. They're all pretty good, right? This one, there are a lot of questions. But Jay Billis and the dude Mike Schmitz, these guys know him. And then they went to, you were probably not watching by then. I had turned it off, and then I'd gone in the living room and like flipped on TV, and it, the channel was on, and Calipari came right up. And they asked him a question like, what about your guy, whoever was his first guy drafted? And he's like, yeah. he's like, when do you think he's going to come off the board? And then he said he just got drafted by the Knicks. And people were like, like you can't. You're. I thought they were way delayed last night. It was kind of embarrassing. Wow, Woj is a big part of the broadcast and just tweeting away. It, it, it's yeah. Well, it's the Woj the dynamic is mess. weird. Like, and you know, we've talked about this for years. I don't. I think it's the, this is a TV show. So let it be that, and you can't undermine it by the pick, the pick leaking, right? Because he didn't give a shit, right? Well, he'd be like, I'm hearing that. Remember, he's been doing it that way for years. But you've got a two-minute package or a 30-second package on some guy. You need time to run that, to set up the questions, because you're going to ask him about this or that or whatever. And so that whole dynamic is it's just... Now, part of this is not the NBA's broken. fault. Part of this is college basketball just does not grip the country the way college football does in the way that college basketball once did, right? Yeah. But Well, they don't, the guys don't stay. Yeah, so we don't have time to know who they are. And then this year was unique, too, because, like, LaMelo played in Australia. James Wiseman played three games. But, guy, ne next year is going to be the same thing with a lot of these guys on the G League team. I mean, it's going to be very similar moving forward, right? Yeah, it's only getting worse. Yeah.
worse or different or whatever. It's just if I if I ran but, ESPN, one thing I would immediately do is try to figure out the Woj dynamic. Like Woj, we're paying you four million dollars. Your Twitter account. We need to either get on the. Clearly, with TV, it's going to be delayed. But like this ain't working. Like I like this. You're kind of like an independent well, they have contractor. To make a, yet I'm paying you. The decision they have to make is: Do they want to? follow the draft like it is a news story right and if it, if that's the case then it means that if a team picked with two minutes left on the clock you immediately go to that pick and start talking about that pick or do you want it to be this where it's very tightly orchestrated we got to get we got to get the package in on this guy and his family then we got to get the package in on this guy and his family and to me that would be the argument to go to 15 minutes now the problem with that is if a team picks in four minutes now are you what are you gonna do sit there for eight minutes and talk because it's almost like you're going to do a TV show, but you have to have time to do the thing that makes it great. And the thing that would make it great is the thing that you're talking about. Arguing over the picks. The draft I, I, in, in in its most basic form is really cool. It's picking yeah. players. Like that's, yeah, people love that. But it's not, it's like the least accentuated part of the whole thing. I do think the NFL one, if let's say hypothetically next year, Probably won't be next year, but in like two years, once they go back to like, I was going to say Radio City, but they're kind of moving it around now. The player leaves his family once he gets drafted. So this one, the guy and in basketball and in football, the player stays with his family. So the mom and dad and the brothers are there crying and it just becomes very emotional. It becomes emotional for the player like at Radio City Music Hall. But you're, it's also a lot of excitement because Roger's giving you a hug. Dion's giving you a hug. It's a, it, there is a different dynamic. Same with basketball, right? The guy comes up to the stage and he avoids his mom or dad that are naturally going to be moved emotionally, but, and it kind of separates. But I think that but basketball works. has gone all into not arguing about the picks. Football, they need to get back to that as quickly well, as possible. Keep in mind, football is way less centered on the interview. Football does not ask each player three questions after they get drafted or four. Well, they, they don't. Talk, they don't talk to every player. No, a guy comes off the stage, gets a question or two, and then it's over. Well, because then they go back to Mel and they go, "What about the fit? Yes, they what, don't. Spend what, what's the next team going to do? How many players are on the board?" On and I wonder if that's what the NBA wants. Now, remember, did, they didn't. Did the NFL, I never heard last night, guy, best player available. Like I, it's on the ticker, but guys saying that this guy's still on the board. This is crazy. Five like, minutes is not a lot of time between picks. Didn't the NFL draft have an ABC broadcast? Remember, their ABC broadcast was like more centered towards the casual fan. It was more about the personal stories. Uh, Rinaldi. It was more, yeah, it was the college football mm. crew, the Rinaldi, the let's get the emotional. And then the ESPN, the NFL Network, those are more, let's just talk some football. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was. The NBA just weird. combined the two of them. And I don't want to really diminish all GMA. these individual stories. Like each of their individual stories are crazy. Like, But but guys have always had individual well, of stories. Course, for the history of, course. of our life. I'm just saying, if that is what is on Onyeka Kangu's mind, then that absolutely should be what's discussed if that's part of what's on his mind. But see, I, but it's, I, that individual one was his brother that hit the head and died yeah, a couple I'm, days but later. But they did that for every guy. They tried to do that for but every mo guy. But a lot of them did not have that level of story. And it was like, this is pushing it a little. Well, the uh, I felt like a lot of their stories were like, what's your adversity been like during the pandemic? And then guys would be like, yeah, who did they I'm ask? made with adversity. It's like, this is so fucking dumb. Who was the kid dumb. they asked that? He was sitting I have no mom. problem when... A mother or father or brother dies, and it's a legitimate story. Like I, I think people are like that stuff. But I thought every guy they forced it. Like 
how's your adversity been when you uh, rolled an ankle against Oregon? It's like, oh my God. <laughs> you guys, this I is know, it's too much. This is a, this is such a wussy broadcast. It's too much. It's, it's, um, it, you're getting away from what you're, I'm here for the, like, I, and you I think having worked with these people, huh? That once they see the craziest story, that they want to integrate that level into every player, like the producer. I just think it's, you're looking for the most compelling thing for people to connect to. And I do think it's, I do think that the more people are connected to your players, the more likely they are to watch your players. You just get people invested in your guys. And all of a sudden, somebody who didn't know anything about anything might go, man, Okongu, that was really cool. They just are connected to him now. When they see a highlight, they have a reference point. Like they know who the, letting people know who the person is does in many ways matter. I get that. And they need, it's hard in the NBA because you don't come in with like, in the NFL, I just yeah. know so much already. See, that that would be my pushback. You can't go zero to 60 on a guy and expect it to really resonate. It's a lot going on immediately. To me, if you give me that story, like we've seen in the NFL, we do, oh, it's like, oh, yeah, Joe Burrow had a cousin that died and it was his best friend or something. I'd be like, okay, I've, I feel like he's, I've been part of his life. Yeah. In the NBA, it's like, I don't know anything about any of these guys. Part of it, The, the too most is, famous guy by a mile was the Balls, and he, like, what was his adversity? <laughs> he, he didn't, well, also, Lonzo, I mean, uh, LeVar wasn't even, didn't, like, even do anything. I just, you know what part of it is, I think, is I'm watching it going, I know you're trying to manipulate me. Like, I... And I don't like that. I know you are going above and beyond to try and manipulate me, and I don't like it. But there's a lot of good players. We'll find out. Like, this always happens. Good pl- are there, though? Well, are, yeah. Good, good players? players? Yes. Good players are in the NBA. They come from somewhere. They come from the draft. That's where they come from. Yeah. Eventually, we'll look back but, and go, oh, there were some good players. So let's yeah, try and figure some, out who those... This draft is known as might be the shittiest one in a long time. Yeah, but whatever. It's There are players. They're going to be in the NBA. One day, we'll look back and go, oh, they got that player there. And there wasn't... You got to hammer that to me. Yeah, that's. I all. don't think they're going to it moving forward. But yeah, if, if there were five all star, five surefire all stars, the draft would have been the same. Yeah, to me, that draft represented Adam Silver. Like that. That to me is what he like. That. That to me, that's like his vision. Because I, I do feel Maybe. they have a huge role in everything. Yeah. I, well, I agree with. They have a huge role in everything. I don't. That felt. I think his vision's a little softer. But that just felt to me like when you ha- went up. When a TV producer gets to just like I, I think you get a lot of that stuff. Like, let's get the emotion and let's get the no, let's just talk ball. We can do some of that stuff, but let's just but you don't get to overproduce talking ball. Because talking ball just means let Mel cut it loose. And yeah. that's you don't get to hey, that's, J- you don't get to work. Jay, Jay, what are this guy's strengths and weaknesses? But it's all you can ask for out of a Sunday night football game, John. Raiders Chiefs, Sunday night football. Bet you didn't know that. You did. Uh, and the Raiders' defense is, um, I don't know, we're waiting to see if they're available. But this, I'm glad it's a Sunday night game. I hope we don't have to get some weird flex out. Remember the last time the Raiders had a Sunday night game and it ended up being that Bucks game that had to get flexed because we didn't know, again, the Raiders had a whole COVID issue on their offensive line. But this takes this game to another level, the fact that it's Sunday night. Can I read you what Paul Gunther just said at his press conference? Please. Pretty interesting quote. I don't know how we can beat these guys with a full lineup and practice, let alone three quarters of your lineup not here all week. I don't know if Gruden's going to love that quote. He said, I don't because, know. Wow. I don't know how we can beat these guys with a full lineup and practice, let alone three quarters of your lineup not here all week. Is he, well, you did beat them. 
Wait, did Paul Gunther, was he the bus driver in Kansas City? Might have been. That, that, that quote is, might get him in a little trouble with his head coach. I don't, but there is validity. Like if he just said, "Listen, yeah, yeah, playing playing the Super Bowl champs, sure. this is not an ideal situation." But I don't know. If we could beat these guys when they're practicing. No, Paul, you already did. But to say that we can't, we're at a disadvantage. Yes, enormously. The, the Chiefs have, I think, Mitchell Swartz and another offensive line went on Corona earlier this week too. Now they can get off, same type deal. But still, well, Cole like, Hardman just, too, right? Which isn't necessarily good for the Raiders because. Guess who might be returning kicks, punts. But he, but but Hardeman is pretty elite too as a returner. Like he's one of the fastest guys. Now Tyreek's a better player. I I just to me it all gets back to when I think about Sunday night football. Like the one on Monday night football earlier this year, Derek played a really good game against the Saints, especially that second half. Remember, he was just on point, outplayed Drew Brees. Like for as much as it's going to come down to the defense, and it might just in the sense that like if the Chiefs are on, they can score forty. I think the Raiders have proved they can score 35-40, right? So it's like Derek is just going to ha- – like he's going to have to almost overcompensate the defense. And, and for the most part, the offensive unit has been really good the last three or four weeks. But his – like I don't think what they've been winning with, with like his 180-yard performances, and it's been fine. Like they've been killing people yeah. like that. And, and, and Or even the, even the Browns game – which fuck, I, I wish I would have bet on you were all over. That was they completely dominated. They don't they haven't needed him to pass in terms of like the 300, 350 yard games. I don't think they have any chance on God's Green Earth to win a game with him in the one hundreds. And I'd even probably say the two hundreds. Like to me, this might have to be a potent performance. Which it, like it, you it, be, just because already it, their defense is gonna be at a disadvantage that they're gonna score. It, it was gonna have to be that anyway, probably, right? Yeah, defense healthy regardless. I'm with you. I mean when you now there is a million ways we can evaluate quarterbacks. These, this is a matchup of two. You know the top. He could have. He could have had a much bigger game last week. Remember they dropped the balls. Like it was they last did, week he, was and, not. And I thought he was better eye test than the even the box score showed. Right. What would that? I mean that Waller play probably would have been an extra sixty yards on his. You know his one hundred eighty. This is a matchup of the second and the fifth rated quarterback in terms of just QB rating. Mahomes is two. Derek is five. Do you even know what people often ask me? Do you know what QB rating is? Like, I, I don't put much stock into it. I, don't, I know people do. Yeah, I don't put much stock into it either. But I just know that when I looked up quarterback stats, it organized quarterbacks by rating. And I was like, oh, look at that. That's interesting. Um, There's one Rodgers. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think what's interesting about specifically the quarterback matchup in this game is that D- Derek and Mahomes have been similar in this way. They have not turned the ball over this year. And Derek has still been explosive while not turning the ball over. Mahomes has been incredibly explosive not turning the ball over. We've talked about it many times. 25 touchdowns and one pick. I I saw the PFF guy tweeting like he actually has had turnover-worthy plays. Yeah, everybody has. Kind of arguing. Everyone's had drop picks. Kyler threw one through a guy's hand last week. It happens. All I know is in the history of the game, we have all these numbers to compare. And usually if you throw 25 touchdowns, you probably had three dropped. And if you throw... Five picks, you probably had three drops. I don't know. I just know those numbers and Derek's numbers represent something similar between the two, which is that they have not turned the ball over. Well, now you're going to take it up a notch because we know what he's capable of and we know what you're capable of, but you got to, to your point, like if you're Derek, you're just probably going to have to make more of those plays. And I think he's capable of doing it, but it just, it ratchets up 
the pressure, the word I love using in football because it's one play changes everything. It's just your margin for error is just thin if your defense isn't going to be able to ever get a stop. Do you remember last year when they played in Kansas City and it was a big game? The Raiders were six and four and the Chiefs were seven and three. The Chiefs stayed pretty quiet that week, but after Derek threw a pick six and another bad pick, I remember the Honey Badger. The pick six, I think, was to Breland. And the Honey Badger said after the game, like, yeah, we knew his tendencies. We could get to him. He said he made a comment kind of like way back in the day when he made to Kaepernick. And it wasn't, he wasn't even being, I think he was just, I think he's just very candid about like, we had a game plan. We knew he likes this X look and we knew we could take advantage of it. They have had success against Derek turning the ball over. And I think coming into this week with that curve, you know, comment or quote of appropriate fear, I do think they are on point. So, like, Derek is going to get their best, right? He beat them earlier. He played well against them earlier. They're already kind of trying to use some bulletin board material just to get extra fired up for these guys, as they should. I mean, it's a divisional game. But if Derek plays well against this team who's coming for him and they were to win, you could argue it's like his greatest performance in the regular season of his career. I think that you know, possibility sun, Sunday exists. night football, yeah. who's watching? Yeah. Now, but, if he were to have like a 300-yard game and they were to win, it it would it might be his top moment as, as a player. But when you say 300 yards, like you're right, he, it took 40 points and 347 passing yards to beat them last time. By the way, Mahomes' one interception came in this. Jeff Heath is the one pick that Mahomes has thrown. But... It took three. It took forty points to win. I mean, it would have taken thirty-three. The Chiefs had it was forty to thirty-two. But a three hundred yard game, John. Like, what? What do you mean, three hundred five or three forty-seven? Because it was three forty-seven yeah. last time. And I think we say, you know, the the Chiefs. Their second half was terrible, and it still was forty to thirty-two. So it just shows you, like, the level. Now they did get a late touchdown because at one point in time, I think it was like forty to twenty-five or something, and then they were twenty-four, yeah, yeah. and they went for two. Like, the Raiders kind of took over, but it was a part because Derek was shredding them. And if you just go, okay, Derek can shred them again, but let's just assume that they could go blow for blow. Because remember last time in the second half, it was like they were they were forcing punts. It was like, this is insane, right? Because it was like, oh, this is game's going to get into the 40s for both teams. Well, remember they, And the Chiefs couldn't match them. The Chiefs scored three straight touchdowns. Then the Raiders, like in the middle of that, scored three straight touchdowns. It felt like the game was gonna. It was gonna take fifty points to win the game. The Ra- that's, yeah. you're right. Like the Raiders did play a pretty complete football game that 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 week. They, they did, and I think back to the original point of, I don't think it's as bad as Gunther's making it sound to be. God, doom and gloomer. <laughs> but that you're gonna have to expect them to score thirty five points. So just the onus and the pressure is all on Derek Gruden in the offense. Now, luckily, the Derek Gruden in the offense. I mean, it's one of the better units in the league. I don't care where statistically one to ten. It's just clearly as potent. They're good, right? Because they can kind of do it all. They can run the ball inside and out. They have a dynamic tight end. They have multiple weapons outside. They have a good quarterback. Like they have a good offensive line. Like the, the Raiders are a pretty fucking complete offense. Yeah. Because you look at the Chiefs, they are much more predicated on passing. Where really the Raiders have won doing it all. Now, you could argue the Chiefs have won games when Clyde runs it, but they are dependent on a rookie running back and Le'Veon, who, let's just face it, is not Le'Veon Bell anymore. But, you know, I, 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 I'm I excited to watch I, this game. I think if I gave you just like 
kind of the DNA of the Raiders, their numbers, their individual performances, kind of the just the scouting report without telling you who it was or what it was, you'd go, all right, yeah, defense is flawed, but this does look like a pretty complete, especially offensively. And I think Gruden said something, I guess he said it Thursday, about someone asked him about rugs, and he was like, I look up Cliff Branch's rookie year. How many catches did he have? And, of course, I think maybe Mark, somebody looked it up, and it was like three, right? Yeah. I, I am in 100% agreement with Gruden. Like, I don't even know what well, I, Ruggs But I got been. no issue with Ruggs. Are people saying Ruggs isn't good? No, like, Ruggs is a game. <laughs> like, he clearly affects the He has a, what's the word people have been using with Steph for a few years? So a word became popular. Like, he's got gravity or something. Like, just what he does, like, pulls other th- people are pulled towards him because they're trying to defend him. Like, Ruggs has gravity. Like, defenses have to gravitate towards him. Like, he has a gravity that affects the game. I, I like rugs. If people don't, yeah. you're an idiot. <laughs> pro rugs, pro rugs show here. Because because as a fast guy, one thing he's shown. Now, granted, he's caught like three or four balls out of bounds, and I, you'd have to like probably ask Gruden like who whose fault was that? For a little guy, a little. This is where his parallel with Deshaun is true, and I think Tyreek is like this too. Fantastic ball skills. Yeah, catches it high, catches it with his hands, plays bigger. You know, some sometimes with the fast guys. It's like, oh, he doesn't have good hands. But it's like, if you can get open, it's okay. I, I think, actually, if you just throw it to Ruggs, he's going to catch it. He's caught contested balls. He is a very, very talented player. I actually, if I was them, I'd be pretty confident of like, God, we've done this without him coming on yet. Because for whatever reason, we just haven't hit the plays. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, this, and again, like his... This is his kind of game, too. Like watching the Monday night game, Justin Jefferson going off. He's not going to be just to have these like 10 for 100 yard games, right? His games are always probably going to be more like 6, 7, 130, like when he's really good, because he's going to have 30, 40 yard plays. Well, th- this is, remember, he had a big, he had a 72 yard play in the last game. Like this Sunday night football is to me a rugs, I don't want to say coming out party because we already believe in him, but it, because they just, it's the way this game is going to get played because you know. He that Kansas abs- City's going to hit a couple of these. He eviscerated that guy in a post. He ran right yeah. by him. I mean, <laughs> I mean, he was gone. Big plays this week, but that's not going out on a limb. I agree. DraftKings, come get in the ham league with us. Uh, at last check, I think 10 spots left in our football game. Somebody did DM me on Twitter and said, we have a golf game this week. And I was like, honestly, after the Masters, I was just too exhausted to uh, battle up another golf. But I know you jumped in some DraftKings golf. So much fun. The NFL is so much fun. Jump in it with us. Sign up DraftKings code HAM. Sign up with code HAM. I need to get in the football one. Currently, right now, I'm entering it, saving myself a spot. Download the DraftKings app. Promo code HAM. Promo code HAM. Football, you can, obviously, we want you to enter our game, but you can enter a ton of different games. If you want to enter a dollar game, you want to enter like $50 games. They got something for everyone, different amount of prizes. You can build certain games, allow you to build multiple lineups. You kind of diversify your portfolio, uh, which is cool. I've done that before, and one's way better than the other, and you can win yourself a little money because sometimes you like feel very confident about a roster, and you just throw together another random roster, and the one you felt really confident about sucks, and the random one does decent. That's the great part about fantasy. You never, you never truly know. Uh, download the DraftKings right now, promo code HAM. Get in our game. I just fleeted it, John. You fleeted it? Yeah. Good which job. You can't link or anything, but... Just it's easy. Go to DraftKings. Let us know if you have any trouble finding it. It's Haberman and Middlecoff. You want to be in our league? Make sure you you know friend us or whatever, so you get all the invitations every time we send a game out. Do it. We love it. 
We are all in. Zach Wilson, BYU Heisman candidate, plays North Alabama this week. And I, I was watching some of his some of his tape, John. Got out the clicker. I was clicking. Use this uh use this hand cream as my clicker. And um I was I, I went into the tape just thinking, I want to watch him and just see if he let's open up my brain and see who I think of when I watch him play. And you know who I came out of it thinking about? A guy that you and I watched a lot play against the same level of competition, Derek Carr. The college version. The, the college version of Derek Carr. I watched him every snap, every pass he made. I saw him live several times. He had Devontae. He was throwing stuff over the top. He was on the run. You know what he loved to do? And Zach Wilson does this. They're not the only two that have ever done it. But kind of like that roll to the right, throw off one leg, down the sideline, this Sling big it, yeah. spiral over the top. Um, I think athletically, they're sim- like Derek was a really good athlete, really good arm. People forget Derek was very mobile in college. He kind of stopped running. He even ran around a little bit his first couple years in the NFL. He does not run around as much. I mean, he he scrambles a little bit more, but he does not. Like you watch the Josh Allens of the world, they they kind of they run a lot more. Derek, I guess maybe this year he's run a little bit right. I, I'd say he felt like he scrambled a little bit more, picked his spots, but. Zach Wilson, because I think most people just get in their mind what he's been recently would say Zach scrambles a lot more. And, and you're right. You have to kind of put yourself in reverse and think in the past. He, Derek, I think, ran a high four sixes. Remember, he, Derek ran like a faster 40 than Johnny Manziel. And it was like, guys, Derek is a really good athlete. I yeah. mean, I used to play when I was when we were there and I was working for the team. Like, he'd play pickup basketball. He was a really good basketball player. And he even said, like, basketball was really his first love. But he's just at six, two and a half. Like he was going to play quarterback when you can throw it like that. And then he makes $125 million. He made the right decision. I do think Zach, I, I view him a little bit more, but until you brought this up as more of a scrambler, but you, you're probably right. Like he is going to, because he's not going to run a 4 4, right? He's probably more of a 4 6 flat guy or whatever. No, he's a good athlete and he's kind of what everyone wants now. But I, I, I could see that. Wasn't there a coach for the around here that kind of liked him coming out? Mary Kay Cabot reported several years ago. that She's reported on a lot of bad teams over and, the years. But she's had a lot of great nugs. <laughs> yeah, she has. And she reported that Kyle Shanahan wanted the Browns to take Derek Carr over Johnny Manziel. Or she actually reported or Jimmy Garoppolo. But she's, Remember the home the homeless guy wanted Johnny. The Remember? homeless guy with the deep was the, was that the guy with the deep voice that was a good singer or is that a different story? Yeah, yeah, I think that's I think that's the guy that Jimmy gave a pizza when he was walking out of the restaurant Haslam, or something. He had yeah. the guy a pizza and the guy said draft Johnny Menzel and Jimmy's like we're going to or something. That's right. And and for anybody watching this who's like I don't know if that's the actual specific story, but that's my version. I, of I'm it. thinking of the guy that somebody pulled up to next to at a corner and he was singing and then they he had a deep voice and they he made it like on American Idol or something. But for anyone watching this who loves Zach Wilson, going, well, I don't Derek was a second rounder. This guy's not a second rounder. Agreed. And Kyle thought Derek was a first rounder. I think we think he should have been a first rounder, right? Within a couple years in the league, people realized athletically, he's got all the skill set to have been a first rounder. You know who you know who loved him coming out to? Um, John Middlecoff Andy? reported this. Uh Andy Veach. Reed? Brett Veach. Veach. They they were not really in the quarterback market. I remember back then it was kind of early on Alex's. They weren't going to take a first round guy, but Veach loved him. I think a lot of people 
he was kind of a hybrid. He had the guys like Kyle that he would have worked in the system, and then he had the physical tool guys like Veach that kind of like, you know, he had the big arm. He made a lot of like – this is where it parallels him a lot. He made a lot of just wow plays. Yeah. He led the nation what? in passing. Derek did. Yeah. Yeah. Shattering records, right? Mountain West records. Through 50 touchdowns, touchdowns eight picks. Three hundred. Who would you take, Devontae or uh, Mitt Romney's nephew? <laughs> Probably Devontae. Because the, the one thing is – I don't know enough about the wide receiving crew at BYU. Is the one thing with Derek is he had one of the top wide receiver prospects. So it was a lot of just yeah. He might have got overanalyzed because I think Devonte. I think both of them kind of did because I remember having friends in the NFL like God is Devonte. How's this guy going to last? And he didn't run that fast. That actually might help Zach. That it's just kind of him. And I think the last couple of years we've seen like Josh Allen just him. So you don't kind of balance it off these other guys and you kind of overthink it. It's just him and. We knew probably within two years, by Derek's the end of his second year, when you do the look back, he wouldn't have lasted past the top maybe 10. And I think Zach Wilson really benefits from, same with Jimmy. Like Jimmy, if you could redo that, you can nitpick Jimmy all you want. He's going in the first round if you redo the draft. I mean, he's not making it past the tail of the top 10. So Zach Wilson is going to benefit a lot from just those type guys having success, like the Dax and the, he's going, I don't know enough about the person, uh, but I, I, I have a hard time thinking he makes it past the top 15. Where would Derek, I mean, it's hard to separate now, but. Well, Khalil Mack went five, remember, like Sammy Watkins. Actually, a pretty good draft. Remember, it was like Odell and like a lot of studs. Yeah, well, it was a good draft, but I'm just saying like the game is even, is even more apt to go, okay, your big Mountain West numbers, cool. We'll see. Those might translate, right, um, than ever before. So I like the other similarity with the other knock on Derek, if we go back in time, was, well, he only played a couple of games against like NFL, what we perceived to be NFL talent. He didn't play well against USC in his last game, right? That was like a knock. It was that their uh, yeah, it was the, the bowl game. Maybe Vegas they played bowl. SMU the year before, and I don't in the Hawaii Bowl maybe he wasn't great. I, I remember recall. Marcus Hunt. Marcus yeah, Hunt the big killed guy. him. That's right. Part of it, I think, looking back, if you were going to like, you know, their offensive line, they didn't have NFL guys, and those two NFL defensive linemen, Leonard Williams, I think, was at a USC killing him, remember? Yeah. He was getting destroyed. Yeah. And I think he was hurt. He had like an elbow issue or something that game. But I think people will say like Zach Wilson, like who have they really played? Boise was down a bunch of guys, third string quarterback, whatever. But I, but to me, it's not about like, yeah, he's ninth in the nation in passing. I think he's number one in just like offense accounted for when you include his, his legs. But it's just, to me, this is not about the box score with him. It's just, I'm watching him going, that is an NFL. I think this is what you've been saying. What a lot of people have been saying. That's an NFL level. Uh, talent. I actually was looking at BYU's um, game notes just because I wanted to see, like, look at me a nug or two, like number one in the nation and points responsible for, right? And they actually have a section on page one. What are they saying? And they've got like a tweet from Nicole Auerbach and it says, man, BYU is so fun. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's a, a quote from Pete Thamel. He's like, he's really something else. Zach Wilson is the QB, all needy NFL teams that can't get Lawrence or Fields are developing a crush on. I mean that throw, dot, dot, dot. And then the third tweet, I'm not the, I'm obviously not the first one to come up with the Derek Carr comp. Jordan Reed uh, tweeted, super aggressive Derek Carr was a comp shared to me about BYU QB Zach Wilson. I mean, his yards per attempt are bigger than Derek's, but 
I like having seen Derek. Derek, Derek did definitely push the ball down the field in college. Um, so I think one thing that probably brought that down is the offense which he ran, which was much more. I feel spread just watching BYU. They ran a lot of wide, wide receiver, receiver screens. screens out of the out of the face. Yeah, yeah. I mean they they ran. That was their go. Who's the play, one guy they, they had? That they love running. Well, they, had J- they had Jalen Saunders who transferred. Yeah. They had Isaiah Isaiah Burst. Isaiah Burst, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. But yeah, they ran. But they all, they also had a running back that I think they threw the ball to a decent amount in Robbie Rouse. I mean, he, Derek had a really really good team. Derek played with a lot of guys. I mean, Devontae Adams become one of the best player in the league. Isaiah Burst, Jalen Saunders. I mean, he played with a lot of guys that end up becoming NFL players and drafted in the NFL. Yeah. So I I don't think that's quite the case with BYU's offense. Their skill guys. I think that helps. Zach Wilson. I, I, I really do. I, I think people are going to look at it. Because I think sometimes when you play with Devontae Adams, even if he ends up going in the middle of the second round, a little Johnny Mike Evans, you start talking yourself into is who's making who better, right? I think Zach Wilson, it's clear when I watch him, he's making everyone better. And that, that wasn't a fair conversation on Derek. It's just a reality of a conversation that's had. And I, I think Zach Wilson people get to come in with a clear mind on him of just overachieving with the group of players he's playing with. And maybe I'm underselling him. Maybe he's got more NFL guys around. I mean, Gunnar Romney really is 6'3", 200, right? Like he's on the, yeah, I mean, the guy looks list. like a, like the guy, the guy will I'm sure get drafted maybe late, but he's not Devonte Adams, right? Cause even if you weren't thought Devonte Adams was a first rounder, like he was going relatively high, right? Like Juju went in the second round. If you played with Juju in college, you're not getting full credit for Juju, right? When you when you when you play with a top 75 he wide receiver, the, the wide receiver helps so much, big time. And I think looking back, we'll see over time like who was the better player. I mean, Mike Evans, we knew right away. Like, um, I take Mike Evans over Johnny. I think the Derek and Devonte thing, like Devonte's better as position than Derek, but Derek is a more valuable player. Now you could argue that I mean he's pretty valuable to Green Bay, but you know what I'm yeah, saying. Just he plays a starting quarterback. quarterback. Yeah, you grade them on a you compare them to other positions on a curve for sure. Yeah. All right, North Alabama, and then we'll see. Maybe he's going to fill a couple games in in between. Then they get San Diego State. Go take care of business and get. I would love to. I would love to see a big time opponent at the end of the year. Yeah. Which headed that way yeah. it feels like. Yep. All right, John, time for our Locks of the Week, brought to you by MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM1, MyBookie.ag, promo code HAM, and the number one. That's where uh, we make all of our bets. That's where John is uh, gambling on the uh, 3M Open. RSM. The what? <laughs> the R- RSM? RSM? RSM Open? R-S-M-I-I-K-U-2? I don't know. How's our boy Hunter Mahan doing? You put some money on Hunter Mahan? I put $20 guy on a top 10 to net me, I think, 1360. He was T8. Then he had a couple doubles, but then he battled back with a couple birdies. I think he's like 40th right now. Okay. All right. Uh, my book- kind of resort course in Florida. It looks a little windy, but just. But it's a also warm, made some other warm wind. Yeah, it's a warm wind. I put some money on like Mark Hubbard. I, I threw a five $20 bets on like Hubbard, on Harold Varner. All of them paid like over two thousand. Honestly, doing those it feels like a parlay, but it's just on one guy. The problem is once they shoot seventy five, you're fucked. Yeah, because uh, everyone goes so low in those tournaments. Yeah, your margin for error is slim to none. All right, um, you got NBA, you got UFC two twenty five odds, uh, college football, it, everything's out there. You can start Super Bowl odds right now. You start feeling it. Um, 
in terms of why are the Niners plus eight thousand to win the Super Bowl? Oh, I I sorry, I, it was just they're not organized by number. I was like, why are they the fourth? The Steelers are plus five hundred. Uh, only the Chiefs at plus three twenty five. The Browns odds just went up to plus eight thousand. If you like them, is that to win the Super Bowl or the AFC? To win the Super Bowl, yeah. So the Chiefs odds are not good. Ravens plus eight fifty. What'd you say the Steelers are? Uh, plus five hundred second to the what, Chiefs. What's uh, Tampa? Plus seven fifty. What's the Saints? Saints are plus seven hundred. Green Bay. Green Bay is plus nine hundred. Don't hate that. How about Arizona plus 3,300? Not bad value. Could they win the Super Bowl? Well, I mean, we're Could recording Cliff this before Kingsbury Thursday be night. If Larry Coker... Well, regardless of Thursday night, title. like, do they... Could they? I don't know. Well, I don't think so either, but it's just... The NFC is not that good. So yeah, if you just win the NFC, flawed. you're in the dance. They're gonna Are they yeah. going to step on the field with, like, a disadvantage at quarterback? Well, no. okay, let's say this. Arizona wins the NFC. They're playing Pittsburgh, Kansas City. What's the line? That team by minus seven? Maybe that's more. No, it might yeah, be more be, than that. That's that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It'd be pretty big. Yeah. That's how I have to put it. So, like, even if they do get past the NFC, they play Pittsburgh, they play Kansas City. You're right. That that it could open at like nine. I think those two teams Especially are if Kansas City dominated or Pittsburgh were to dominate Kansas City. Yeah, one of them's coming off a win over the favorite. other one. Exactly. Yeah, it'd be viewed as a heavy favorite. So, but but the point is you can do whatever you want out there. MyBookie.ag ham1. Remember, you accept the bonus because they will match up to $1,000. You have to bet that bonus before you can withdraw the money. You can also decline the bonus. But either way, we appreciate you supporting with the promo code ham1. Um, I'd probably take the Cardinals plus nine in that situation. Though. I would, especially, if, especially if I was already you know in big on them to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> Well, see, that's when the hedgers say, you get, then you got to put like, if you could win $3,000, you got to put like $1,000 on the Chiefs. Like, you know, I, I don't, I don't gamble to earn money. I, I gamble for fun. So I, I, I would just want the, I, I'd want to be on tilt. How about, uh, I'll tell you one that jumps out to me right now. I already have my lock. I gave my lock away three days ago because I jumped all over Chiefs minus six and a half. It's not even on the board right now, given that we don't know if the Raiders have a defense. It did go up to seven. So that was my lock. Uh, see if you can get it back. I kind of like Bengals plus one at the Washington football team, but that's just my first thought. I, 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 yeah, I mean, I don't hate that either. I just, I struggle with just bad teams. Yeah, I know, you just don't I know, know who's going to show up on the road, yeah. but that's, I, I don't hate that at all. The Jaguars guy have sneaky just scored a lot of points. They're getting 10 points. Now, granted, the Steelers defense is elite, but. Last week, they were getting 14 points. It was one of my favorite games on the board, and it was tie game against the Packers. Now, the Pittsburgh's def- defense is a different animal. Uh, the one game that's kind of intriguing to me is this Titans-Ravens game. Like, the Ravens, I don't know if they should – it was originally like six and a half. It's already down to five. Titans, that offense, Titans getting. Titans getting. Yeah, it was like plus six and a half. Now it's down to plus five. I just don't trust that. That they're just off offensively. They they really are. You watch them. We've I saw Jeff Schwartz was, was really, just thought their offensive line play. They've got injuries. It's just it's really causing a problem for them. Well, I mean, the reality is, and most people are not offensive line geeks. You lose a hundred million dollar left tackle. That's that's a massive blow, right? For for an offense that wants to operate like they do. Mm-hmm. 
like I they lean on their offensive lineman. He clearly I bet John Harbaugh might have been like, yeah, he's our best player. Like just obviously he's not going to get the pub. He doesn't make splashy plays, but just in a vacuum, Ronnie Stanley is I mean the best player on our team, right? And he shatters his ankle like I then you start going domino effects. What do you think about I would never put any money on Chargers, but they're playing the Jets minus nine and a half. I don't. Uh, yeah, I couldn't do that either. I don't like that. But the other one that I uh, Packers Colts. No Rams plus four Monday Night Football at the Bucks. I kind of like the Bucks there. That's. I mean, that's just, that could be like NFC playoff picture game. Yeah, right there. I just feel like the. Bucks I mean, it is a playoff over. picture game. People like the Bucks too much for me sometimes. What do, what do you think about Cowboys Vikings? Vikings going for the four straight win. Dallas just might just quit. Well, is Andy Dalton big. back this week? Uh, I th- yeah, because they, I just saw some quotes that he's like, uh, I still can't. I don't have much taste in my mouth after Corona. He's like, it makes it easier eating healthy. You just eat it all tastes. Wait, same. he had a concussion and COVID. Yeah, remember it was like a it was like a three day stretch. He got KO'd and then he got Corona by Monday. No, I didn't realize Andy was. I thought Andy the concussions were keeping him out. I did not realize he had yeah. COVID. Well, I think I don't think he passed protocol, but I think he was also on the list. That might have affected his performance. Yeah, it's probably just a disaster for Andy Dalton. Jeez, so I don't love the physical condition that their quarterback. You saying that he's lost weight basically? <laughs> I mean, well, don't you think just watching Minnesota, they are playing pretty well? Yeah. And here's the other thing. They couldn't really run against the Bears because no one really can. Their front seven is really good. You can run against the Cowboys. So Dalvin Cook, they could just kick I mean, the John, Cowboys' ass. They are minus three thirty to win the game, Minnesota. I I don't think minus seven's crazy in that. I hate the you Cowboys. have to you have to bet a hundred dollars to win thirty dollars on the Vikings to win. I hate the Cowboys. I like that bet then because that's and and that's in Minnesota. What do you think about my college bet? Someone DM me this. He's like, this is my favorite game on the board this week. The Badgers playing Northwestern, minus seven and a half. You just see them. Like, when the quarterback's been healthy, they have been elite. Graham Mertz? Like, is, is Wisconsin a playoff team? Because I saw yeah, Joe Klatt said, only... like, I don't think Ohio State's as good as they were last year. They, they're just, they got some Indiana of players just aren't as good. Well, I mean, the coach, I saw the, what's his name? Tom, Tom Allen. Tom Allen started crying. I guess his son had a bad injury. Got carted off the field last week. His son's like a linebacker on the team. But just like, no one's giving us a chance. He's like, we'll, we'll get in the trenches. And you're going to have to drag our ass. I mean, he's kind, he honestly kind of reminds me of Pat Hill a little I'm bit. I'm a fan. He's like that type of guy. I am too. They're mo- but, they're getting 20 and a half. <laughs> I, I'd probably take the 20 and a half. I mean, though, John, they're plus, seven, sometimes they're plus when, 750 to win. Sometimes, though, like... When Ohio State or Alabama, I think they play in games when you're playing like an Ole Miss or someone like no one's even giving that other team credit. This is an easy one for Ohio State because everyone thinks Indiana's good. It's like if you're Ryan Day, you go, hey, guys, this is the ninth ranked team in the country. They're coming for you guys. To me, you don't like Ohio State doesn't take this team lightly. This to me is the type game you look up and it's is it 24 nothing at the end of like midway through the second quarter. I think it's maybe possible, I'm just, but maybe I'm not giving them enough credit. Well, it's it's just so hard to know this year in college football. Like, because w- I thought last week Colorado, Stanford, I'm I got to take Colorado, I got to take Stanford minus seven, and then I stayed away and I didn't touch it, and Colorado won the game outright. Um, and now they're two and close. Up. It was eight. That was, that was Vegas, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, and but and but it was a blowout. And then Stanford came back, so it was. Yeah. Stanford was minus seven though, and they lost. Oh, yeah. oh, oh! I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. So. 
So you're saying they, they just, were the heavy favorite. They were kicking their ass. I I'm just it. saying Indiana, like, it's just hard to win games in 2020, and they've just won games. So I got to give them – like, I do have to believe that they're good. Maybe if you look at it through the Corona lens, they're the bet, plus 20. That's a lot of points for a team that can score. Clearly, their quarterback's not bad. Their offense isn't bad. They believe. Like, they're well-coached. They, they, like, to me, when I watch them, they know – they know what they're doing. Like, they are well-coached. One thing I've seen consistently, though, just watching a lot of Big Ten football, is Ohio State typically, even against Wisconsin, who's usually way better than Indiana, like the even this version, is their athletes just take over, and they can, like, they're the opposite of scoring garbage touchdowns. They score garbage touchdowns to make sure they're covering huge Before halftime. All of a sudden, you're like, holy shit. Right. And it is a eye test year because they don't know how many Where's games the game? they're going to play Ohio State. They don't know how many games they're going to play, right? They just they need to make every this is this might be until they play Wisconsin in the Big 10 title. The big Michigan stinks, Michigan State stinks. Like this game really matters from an eye test college football playoff. Let's make sure everyone knows that even if we're 6 and 0, we would deserve to be in over a 7 and 0 Oregon or whatever. Yeah, right? Yeah. So we fought to get back. Yeah, we led they, the charge. They on have us. every incentive to put up points and to look good. Yeah. That's where I like Wisconsin playing Northwestern. They actually have a lot to play for, too. Because it's kind of clear, like they're really good. They're a playoff level team. They played they're gonna last destroy week? North. Uh no. Uh no, they did. They did. They, did. Okay. they played Michigan. They killed them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Port Portnoy bet 130 grand on the game. Well, then he had fifty on the on the the cardinal finish. Remember, we were sitting here. I had lost like I don't even know what it was. Not that yeah, the, maybe the fifty dollars, yeah. not fifty thousand. A whole different animal. Yeah. Anyway, it's got to be it's got to be a good feeling. Yeah. When you win. Okay. Adios. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps. dot com is the ultimate no brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.